Hi, welcome back to another edition of the Single Track Session, number 117, part of the Trail Manners Podcast. I am Eric Manning with Joel Hatch and our newest member, Gunner, the uh, gunboat captain sitting right behind me. Yep. He has moved in semi-officially. Oh, he's here. And uh, opposed to him figuring out how to use the potty outside on a regular... He hasn't on done a, it inside. On a snowy day. Yeah, he hasn't done it inside. But on the on the outside, he just wants to be outside too long. And he right. knows when he takes the number two, we come back. Yeah. So I've been freezing for the last couple of days. Because <laughs> um, we did get some snow. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a pretty nice chunk of snow. Resorts are open, opening. Mm-hmm. People are skiing. And I am needing advice for what to wear to classic ski. Oh, I'm going to start that this year. Yeah. I sent you a message saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, and what do I rent? Classic or skate? You said go with classic. Go with classic to start. So I'm going to rent some classic skis, but uh-huh. I need, what do I wear? Just like what I run, what I run in? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Except for, you're going to be moving a little bit faster. So okay. just make sure you have pants on. Okay. So I got to wear pants. Yeah. Wear, wear your pants. Okay. Yeah. So I'm wearing pants. Mm-hmm. Long, like, I can't wear shorts and long socks. That'd be really cold. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a little bit. Make sure you got something windproof on up top. Okay. You know. Yeah. And is it hard? Am I gonna fall a lot? A little bit here and there, I hope. Okay. You, know? you hope? Yeah, right. I hope so. I'll wear a GoPro. Yeah. So all the Just listeners can bit. see it. It's, it's classic is not hard. Because I'm super psyched to do it this year. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why. And it's cheap. It's super cheap up at the Nordic ski area. Yeah. I was looking at their prices. Like even rentals are ten bucks, and yeah. they do it at six, so uh-huh. sixteen bucks. I can do that. Right. Well, you get a season pass. It's like fifty bucks or something. Like yeah, that. I think it's eighty this year, yeah. and you get half off a rental. So mm-hmm. I could potentially do that because I want to do it, and I figure, right. you know, why can not? you take Gunner with you too? Can you take dogs up there? Yeah. Okay. Well, if he pulls me over, I'm be pissed though. <laughs> That's part of the game. <laughs> He's sleeping. So yeah, I'm excited to to kind of get out that with the yeah. snow because the trails. Uh, it's going to take a little time for the trails to settle. I think for running. I don't know. I think they're settled in a I day. I think so. Don't, don't you? They get so sloshy right out of the gate because it's warm on the trail. Right now, yes. So it's like that muddy, sloshy, wet. That's when you stuff. need like that waterproof shoe for like one day. Yeah. Borrow it from somebody. Yeah. And then just be done. Yeah, because we're we're uh there's some construction going on next okay. door. Someone's uh, moving out and they're fixing their place up. So oh, that, that's what that random noise was. Yeah. It wasn't a gunshot. No, we don't get that around here. Um, yeah. Yet, Dude, there except some, for the one on Christmas Village. Yeah, the Christmas Village yeah. massacre. That's downtown. That's you know, that's in the hood. That's the ghetto area. That is, yeah. We're 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 upscale here. We're more north. Gotcha. Yeah. So we're cool. We're, there's like a line right by Far's Ice Cream. You don't come <laughs> past Far's Ice Cream um, and bringing it the heat. Um, yeah, so Tuesday, so this launches on uh, Thursday. Tuesday, mm-hmm. we had a podcast with uh, number 126 back on the Tuesday show with Dr. Chris Heilman. Mm-hmm. And those of you that remember, we had Chris on uh, a little over a year and a half ago, and we met her again and had an amazing time. It was fun. Talking to her. She is awesome. Mm-hmm. I would love to have her on so many more times because right? just the knowledge that she would have. Oh, yeah. She's good. She's good. She is. And good. I mean, I almost I was thinking about I was like, what would it be like to have her as a coach? Oh, that'd be awesome, right? I, I'm a little. I'd be a little nervous of her getting my head. That's what scared me because right? she was trying to get. She was like prying, yeah, crowbarring me. Uh huh. But uh, but 
as many mental runners as we have out there, she would be awesome. Yeah, for for a show. So, hope you enjoyed that show. I think one thing we never talked about during that show was uh, how you can contact her for a service. Yeah, and what we had that on the show notes. Will, will we? Yeah. Okay, good. So it's already on the show notes. So we never uh, plugged that. So I, I feel bad about that. Yeah, but it's it's on the show notes, and you can check her out because she is awesome, and we had an amazing time. We had fun. It was it was uh, very mental, but it was fun. Um, she's just fun to be around. And we ordered a good place, the Mad Moose Cafe. Yeah, um, had good chili. Had really good chili. But you can check her out at mindset-coach.com. Right. So those are listening right now, you can check it out. She also did a book, Elevate Your Excellence, The Mindset and Methods That Make Champions. That will be a great stocking um, stuffer for somebody. It's going to be. And speaking of stocking stuffer, Joel, mm-hmm. next Tuesday, which is the 11th, right. we're going to be doing our Christmas show. Yeah. So don't forget that one. So if you have, if you want stuff for Christmas, that's when your significant other is going to want to listen to your running per- partner. If you're doing uh, secret Santas, if you're doing right. any of those things, that's the show uh, that'll come out on the 11th, which will be our Christmas episode. So, and uh, for our world, this past Saturday was a very big day. I guess it was, huh? I I, I had no skin in the game, but right. I sat here watching. English Premier League soccer with my coffee and my laptop and gotcha. gunner at my feet and we yeah. just kept refreshing. Yep. And uh, we got pretty excited for a couple of names that come out. Right. Um, Shane Martin. Yeah. A uh, friend of ours here in the area. He 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 just decided to double dip and got into both Hard Rock and Western. Yep. The double trouble. Yep. And so that's trouble. Um, but man, I'll tell you, did you have a chance to look at the Hard Rock list? It's gonna be really legit. Up I think front. I I would have to go back and I'm no historian. Okay. Right. But I would have to think, just real quick, this might be the most competitive mm-hmm. hard rock they've ever had, if everybody shows up. Good point. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, not that we haven't had some, some solid runners there before, but, I mean, for the men's side. Yeah. Okay? Um, I mean, we got to start with the Hornet, right? So if, if he comes. I, mean, I think he's, he's going to. He's going to be a new daddy. I think he's, he, ha- he will because of the competition. I think that's what he True. would be. So we got Killian. He's in. Uh, Frank Francois Dehane, oh. he's in two-time UTMB or yeah. U- Mount Fuji champion. Yeah. Um, no, three-time UTMB champion. Sorry. Right. We have Professor X. Yes. From last year, who was on his way to a win before yeah. he drank some water. Before he did a little no-no. Yep. And he's going to be back with a freaking vengeance. Yes, he will. He's like a, he knows you, the course now. If you've seen Rocky Four, yeah. he's the Rocky that has Drago's picture on his mirror right now <laughs> with Hard Rock. So that's what that's what uh-huh. uh, he's doing. So we got Killian. We got Francois, Javier, and then on top of that, so you come over to our side, we got Jason Schlarb, yep. who's running really well right now. Yes. Defending champion, Jeff Browning. Right. And he's just getting he's better be, with age. He's going to be double dipping, too. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Um, and then there's just a whole slew. I mean, there's, you can. There's Dylan Bowman. Dylan too. Bowman's in it. Mm-hmm. And he's just, you know, he's won uh, Mount Fuji. He's the one that's won Mount Fuji twice, UTMB. Right. And he's finished seventh in UTMB. Right. Right. So, so he's got the chops to do it. He does. And then there's some other ones in there. I mean, so, I mean, you got to say those are your your horses. Right. right. But then you throw in like Grant guys from Australia. I know. You got, uh, who else? Um, I mean, you can throw Chris Price in there. Yep. He's won the U-Ray 100 miler, which That's is hard. It's hard. And he's won that the last two years. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good, good athletes in this one. Jamil Curry is going to be back again. Um, I think the best he's done there is ninth right. at Hard Rock, which is no slouch. So, I mean, if you're if you're helping to push the pace, one through ten, 
you're contributing to a faster race. And you got, and I don't know, you know, I didn't do my whole research because we got a long way before this race. Right. But this could be a CR year. Depends on the weather and the course, right? Yeah. If they got a lot of snow on the course, if they don't have snow on the course, yeah. Because it's it's stacked, and the, then the you, potential is there. Oh, huge! And these, they're they're giddy. Like I can't mm-hmm. imagine these, they're just locked in right now. That's right? if everybody shows up and they're healthy. Healthy, yep. And speaking of showing up and healthy, the women's side. Mm-hmm. Come on. We got Darcy back in. Yep. Well, she, to me, is kind of like the lady of hard rock, right? Yes. When I think of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have the defending champion, Sabrina Stanley. Right. She's in it. Um, you also have uh, a little-known up-and-comer, <laughs> right. Courtney DeWalter. Yeah. Right, where she's trying to break her chops into ultra running. Mm-hmm. She's a little new. Um, so she's in. Right. Uh, you have Darla Askew, uh, mm-hmm. Andrea Huser. Who's right. done really well. <laughs> yeah, when she's not overtrained <laughs> yeah. and not hurt, she's really hard to beat. And uh, uh, there's a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the women's side as well. So it's going to be competitive on both sides. Yes. For sure. Um, and I can't wait, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. This is going to be fun. And we'll, we'll definitely talk about it as we get closer, but there's a lot. And then we also have Eric Storheim here from Salt Lake City. Yeah. He got in. That was cool. Um, Bryce did not, which ah. we were throwing our mojo that way. He didn't get on the wait list anywhere, I don't oh, think. That's um, rough. The wait list. Oh, Jeremy Actor got on the wait list. Yeah, he's 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 a local he's here in Ogden. Nineteen on the wait list. Yep, on the he's on the never lottery wait yeah. list. Um, Chris Lundberg, I was really hoping he'd get in. He's on the else lottery and he's down to thirteen, mm. which doesn't. Ryan Birch is on the, that, and he. I mean, there's some Sarah McCloskey. She's twenty fifth on that one. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, so there are some names that would be fun to see in there that are on the wait list, but you got to say the people that drew out are, it's going to be fun. That's mm-hmm. it. It's going to be fun, folks. So if you're not doing anything that weekend, head down to uh, Silverton and take a gander uh, to see what they're doing. I want to see Courtney with some ripping cool kit, man, <laughs> like custom full-on kit just for Hard Rock. Well, yep. I'm sure that Solomon would do that because they're going to be there supporting Francois as Everybody. Well, right? <laughs> A little bit of everybody. Yeah, Francois and Killian, they're going to have full support. They're going to have a good time. All hands on deck for Hard Rock. It really is. For Team Solomon. It's got to be. It's going to be, there's going to be all kinds of fun stuff. I can't wait. There'll be like commercials and stuff Mm -hmm. coming out. You know what? We also had the, um, we won't go, so Western's a little harder to to tap into. Um, (laughs) But uh, Courtney DeWalter's returning, it says. I'm hoping she doesn't, to be honest. Yeah, um, and that, I mean, there's just the top ten from last year, you know. I think if you look strong. out of the top 20 of the top ten, so on the men's and the women's mm-hmm. side, right? So if you have those two combined, 19 out of those 20 people said they're coming back. Yeah. Well, Francois, he's not going to. I don't blame him. He's, he's going to focus hard on hard rock. Yeah, so that's smart man. That's why you almost, to me, I'm kind of leaning in that direction. Just because, just doing that, you know, that's his thing. Yeah. Right. He's like, I'm not gonna. That's well, you my, never that's know if you're going to get into hard rock again, so you might as well focus on it and yep. do your best to get that finish under your buckle. Yep. So uh, it's gonna, and so you have the top ten returning if you do, like Joel just mentioned. But then you've got. You know, some people that are already in, you know, through the lottery, too. You've got, you know, Camille Heron on the women's side. Right. Um, which, you know, she's pretty fast from yeah, what comes, everybody talks about. she shows about. up healthy, she's a contender. That's the thing. Um, so Schlarb is also, like Joel mentioned, he's in Western. Right. Um, Ryan Sands is in Western. He yeah. has a sponsor spot. Uh, Patrick Reagan got a, got a UT 
WT spot. Right. So it's going to be competitive on both sides, um, for sure. A lot of, a lot of fast. Those two, those two races are going to be highlights. Right. And then yeah. you got all the golden ticket races. Still. Right. To come. Yep. For all Where the are people. Those? Four that, of those right there. So that's eight. Eight more eight speedsters. More fast people. Yeah. So I think this year between the two really does. And I think it'll happen. We've talked about it on the show has the potential to be the most competitive of each race ever. Right. Really. Because it's just people are trending that direction mm-hmm. as being faster. We're not, but that's the natural trend. Gotcha. That's the, you yes. know, the trend for across the uh, globe. Um, so yeah, that'll be pretty exciting to see um, how things shake out, and we'll we'll definitely talk about those as we get closer. Uh, this weekend we had some fun news across some other races that we'll just kind of touch on real quick. Um, I thought one of the good ones was uh, the Xterra Trail Running World Championship in Oahu. Yeah, local guy Brett Hells took second. He's fast, and he took second behind Joe Gray. So that oh, kind of really? yeah. So I mean that kind of tells you when you when Joe's racing, you're racing for second. Half the time. <laughs> yeah, at that distance for sure. Yeah. That guy's really fast. He's a ripper. So it's a basically a 21K mm-hmm. um, course. So it's a, it's a fast course. So that was kind of cool um, to see him do that. Um, and then on, let's see, what was I wanted to, what did I want to cover? What did I see? Um, oh, that's what I want to talk about. So next weekend is the desert solstice. Oh, yeah. So it's 24 hours. Yeah. So on the list to race. Yeah. That's supposed to be there. On the women's side, you have Camille and Courtney. Oh. <laughs> okay. So how is that to end the year for us? That would be something else. Throwing us, a, throwing us a show. They're both on the list still. Right. Um, hmm. So you never know if they'll both show up. Wow. But yeah, that's a fun way to go out. Right? That'd be crazy. So that's, you know, this weekend. It's uh, 24 hours is what it is on the track. Um, and it's going to be fast. It is going to be fast. And there's some fast dudes on mm. the men's side. Zach Bitter's in there. Um, but, yeah, the women's side. I'm side's... sorry, but if those two ladies shows up, that that's all it is. That's all you're focused on. But even that Maggie right? Gutierrez, she's going to be there. Oh, she's really good, yeah. too. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing. Cause she did the Brazo Ben 100 in 1447 in 2016, man. so that's a little bit further off. But I'm telling you what, man, those, those ladies are going to... Just tear kill that each up. other. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> You're gonna have a woman in the top five of that well, race. Might have a woman that wins it <laughs> because there's some there's some. Camille could totally win that, right? But it's just fun to see those two. Hopefully, mm-hmm. at the start line together, right? Kind of ending the year. It's kind of the end mm-hmm. of the year type thing. Just duking it out. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. fun. Two totally different oh. like styles, styles. right? Yep. You got Camille and her her like. Totally, like barely anything there. Race kit, yeah. And Courtney, like full on burka race kit, right? <laughs> but both of them are just really cool, down to earth, and and at the top of their games. They both crush it. They do. So that's gonna be fun. So anyway, make sure you pay attention to that one. That'd be fun one to watch on Twitter, just yeah. to kind of see. And again, if they all, they show probably up. have live results on that one. Jamil's yeah. really good about that stuff. Yeah, he is. They probably they probably will. That'd be super awesome. You see, to Jamil see that. had that uh, race in his backyard. Yeah, his literally his backyard. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of started cool. at like 137 meters or something like that, they, and then they expanded it to 200 meters. Yeah, they made it longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, barely. There's <laughs> <laughs> some loop courses. That would be a hard event. I, I don't, don't care if it's only 200 meters. I don't know how you do it. That'd be way hard. It's like a track. Yeah. Basically, for. Eight hours? Mm-hmm. Or no. six? Um, oh, man. I'm going to have to DNF myself. They were lots of miles in. I, they were. Yeah, they really were. I can't remember the exact miles for the winners, but they got a lot of miles in for that. 
That'd be kind of fun to do in a way. More like spectate. I would be there. I would have my Yeti ice chest. Yeah, exactly. That could last a solid eight hours. Harassing people. Yeah, my my ice chest would win that event for sure. (laughs) Eight hours around the backyard. Um, And here's some interesting news. Spartan and Trail Runner Magazine. So Spartan Obstacle Course Race, OCR, if you're in the know, which I (laughs) had to look that up. It's like, OCR? Like, what's that? No. I know what OCD is. Yeah, I know what that that. is. Yeah, I know what that is. But, uh, yeah, so Spartan and Trail Runner Magazine have teamed up, and they have now a series Mm -hmm. for 2019. Um, (laughs) Short races? They have 10Ks and 21Ks. Okay. That's what they're all about. Yeah. Um, And I think they have, like, 12 of them. Um, but they have two different race, quote unquote, race directors. So the West Coast gets Luis Escobar. He's the race director for all the things legit. on. No, that's what I'm, they did a good job. And yeah. on the East Coast, it's Charlie Engel. He's legit too. So they did a good job there, mm-hmm. right? Um, they did have one last month in Virginia. It's the inaugural race, and I, I guess went well. But here's they have like Seattle, Big Bear, um, California, Austin, Monterey, California, Palmerton, Pennsylvania. Um, Fort Collins, Colorado, Asheville, North Carolina, South Atlantic, Lake Tahoe, California, right. Virginia, uh, Southern Cal, they didn't have a place, and then Mountain Creek Resort, New Jersey. So they chose all really population-dense areas mm-hmm. so that they can guarantee success. I oh, like yeah. that. That was smart. Well, because, I mean, just Spartan. I mean, you've seen those races. They're just yeah. stockpile them in there. Right. So, and, you know, if you don't want to race... You can spectate for twenty bucks. Are you serious? Yep, for twenty bucks you can go watch the race That's in person. Crazy. And they they break it in. You like you can go huh. on their registration site and there's a registration just for a spectator. Hmm. So you can just register. Hey, I want to register for a spectator. Twenty bucks. And I guess you get like five bucks in their tent. So how? So the like smart wise, right? Yeah. It's like. Oh, we'll give you five bucks to come shopping, and the cheap, probably the cheapest thing is thirty bucks. Oh, so yeah. you're going to be making money there because you're going to want to spend your five Man. bucks. So that's just a, a continuing cycle down. of cash flow, right? Right. So yeah, twenty dollars to spectate. Huh. And again, it's their race, but I really, 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 with a lot of reallys, hope that doesn't roll over into the trail running world, like to spectate. Oh, wouldn't oh. that suck? Yeah, yeah, it would, but I can see kind of why some races would do it. Hey, you want to come to Lambs Canyon and watch your 20 That's bucks twenty sick. bucks a car? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. extra extra coin. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think over the past year, we've talked about a lot of things like financially, whether it's the Mount Everest experience, mm-hmm. whether it's Charging for a spectator, whatever it is. So, I mean, there's just a lot of – used to be just cut and dry on everything in the trail running world. Now it's right. like you can go online. Oh, we don't have shirts, mm-hmm. but you can order one on Ultra Sign Up, but it's 20 bucks. And I, I get why they're doing it. Yeah, because so here's the deal. Me and Joel are race directors, and it mm-hmm. happens every year. We order too many shirts yep. or we have too many finisher medals. Yes. And so here's the struggle we have. So the, the Nordic Valley 7K is closed for yep. registration. We've had it open for over three months. Right. And we have X amount signed up. Yep. We have X amount signed up, so that's what we're ordering to. Because in the past, we've ordered over, and then we just have it sitting in my garage, now Joel's house. Yes. So here's what happens is like, wow, you hate to turn people away. Right. Or I hate to have some, not have something for them yeah, but when they cross the finish line because you don't know. You don't. So if you have day of registration, which maybe we should not have. Yeah. Right? So just be done, done. Yeah, done, done. done I like done. that. And then it's 81, then you're golden. And if you, like like Joel says, you have a percentage that don't show up, you might have yeah. an extra shirt. Oh, yeah. You might have an extra medal. 
But when you have these smaller races, like I'm not talking Spartan size or Leadville size, but mm-hmm. Joel and I sized, you, yeah. you, you got to be really conscious of what you're ordering. Oh, yeah. Right? Every penny counts. It does. And if you get, you know, a shirt, say it's, you know, costs us, you know, say 10 bucks gets an easy number. Right. Right. Say we get eight too many. Well, that's 80 bucks. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That, that hurts. Yeah. When we're not pulling the numbers to bring it in. So. So that's the thing. So these races, I mean, it's almost like I've, I've toyed with that idea for our race. Like, man, we should do the registration if you want a shirt, right? Because some people now, they right. just say, oh, I'd rather not have a shirt. Can I register without? And it's like, well, no, because we have everything built into our cost yeah, right now. Exactly. That, that's our model. Yeah. Right? So we have a built into our cost. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I can see these races are just different ways. You know, but years ago it was, hey, you can buy an IV for the finish line. <laughs> that was controversial. That was bad. And that right. happened. But again, I mean, that was kind of the start of these things, mm-hmm. you know. So now I, I can. I just talking about it. I can see it's like, yeah, you want a, a crew pass? 20 bucks. I think for Western States or Wasatch, that would be a great idea. You could even do a pacer. You got a pacer, 10 bucks a pacer. I mean, because they're on well, the course. The pa- so the pacers are using the resources at the aid station. Mm-hmm. Really, in in a way, they should be contributing. And we've talked about this before. I don't know um, if we've ever talked about the Pacers actually paying. We haven't talked about this, but what we talked about before is like if a race. So we have get permits, and mm-hmm. we then they say, okay, you can have a hundred people on this course. Right. And we were, so let's say Hard Rock. I don't know their exact number. They're allowed on the course. I mean, we know how many right. register. Let's say one forty. Say one forty. Say yeah. you can have one hundred and forty runners. Well, that doesn't count for the Pacers. So do races yeah. think of that ahead? And say, oh, we only get 200 people on course. We better right. keep it to 140. Right. I mean, that's just another way to, I don't know. Like Joel says, they're eating your food. Pacers are eating your food. They're eating your quesadillas. They're eating yeah. your pierogies. Exactly. So and we, they, they're a liability, too, yeah. on the course. And you know what? Come to think of it, I don't think I've ever signed a waiver as a pacer. Mm, I can't think of it. No. Oh, so that's a good liability. I think it is. I, I don't think this is something that's been thought through. Because if I, I mean, I don't read all the registration what forms. If they need, what if you need to helicopter that person out of there? Yeah, what do you, I'm sorry, you're not registered. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, are they covered under your insurance? Yeah. It's a good question because they haven't signed a waiver. Yeah. And that gets controversial. We talk because Ultra Sign Up has this thing where some people sign up under a fake name. Yeah. And so then people are like, well, what about insurance? Because they're mm-hmm. signing a waiver under a fake name, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So that's that's a really good, interesting thought. We should... I'm going to ask a few people that I know that race direct to see yeah. if they've thought of that, like pacers on course with right. uh, liability. And then, like we talked about, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there that already does this, though, that already mm-hmm. charges for pacers or crews or cars. But if not, yeah. I don't see that being too far behind. Definitely not. I, I think the Wasatch could totally do it, you know, for Lambs Canyon. Okay, you want to come and enjoy the Lambs Canyon experience? Or, or maybe you didn't get to experience a long time ago when it was fun. Yeah. 20 bucks a car. Just pile it in like clowns. Yeah. Get a sprinter van, put exactly. 50 people in there. It's 20 bucks a car load. Yeah. Well, you never know. But it's interesting. Now, it's, that's definitely some food for thought. Um, all right. Um, also, the Broken Arrow Sky Race just opened in California. Oh. What is that? That that was kind of popular for a hot second, wasn't it? It still is, and is it's it? feeling pretty good. And they have it's like a weekend thing, mm-hmm. so they've got like expos and speakers and different race distances, vertical Ks, twenty six K, fifty something K. It's hardcore. Yeah, it's twenty six K and fifty two, so it's a double loop for the fifty two. Oh, a lot of vert, like ten K in twenty six K. That's distance. a lot. Yeah. But it's on. It's been something I've like. I've been checking it out because it's like I'm interested in it just because oh, yeah. of the location, okay. right? Um, it looks really pretty, but that one just opened up. So I'm curious if anybody's run that. 
and what their thoughts are right. um, with doing that. So, um, what else we got? We got some Ask Trail Manners questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we also want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Path Projects and folks. Um, if you haven't checked them out, check them out. But when you do, head over to pathprojects.com backslash trail manners. Yes. Um, that gives us some cred, mm-hmm. right? Some traffic. And then you can enter to win one of 10 hats. And we're going to have a drawing here. I think that ends on the 15th of December. Somewhere in So that that's right. running close. But, uh, check out their gear. Um, again, super comfy. Um, you're not going to find it in store. So you got to check it out on their website. That's a company out of Huntington Beach, California. Um, shorts, liners, shirts, and headwear. And I'm going to say it again until I'm blue in the face. The hooded long sleeve is a must-have. Mm-hmm. And a short sleeve, it's kind of like your your go-to all-wear shirt. Yes. Um, you can sleep in it, wake up, take it off, kind of fling it out real quick, put it back on. Yes. You know, go to work in it. Mm-hmm. Go straight from work to the gym, work yep. out in it. Yep. Go home, put yep. it in your sink, soak it, hang it. It's ready for tomorrow. True, right? true, true, true. Yes. Um, so check it out. Um Again, trail man, uh, excuse me, pathprojects.com backslash trail manners, and that will say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Trail Manners podcast, and I'm here, so what do I do now? Oh, enter to win a hat. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to buy one of those. Um, and, you know, we have our Christmas episode coming up, so don't be surprised if something's on there. That's kind of a, a real quick spoiler. And then uh, how about a little Strava work this week, this past week anyway, Aaron Saft. He has actually won something on our podcast before. Mm-hmm. He was a leader at 115.8, and I believe he did that because he was second um, at a 100-miler this past weekend. Nice. If I, so he's uh, earning his stripes. What race was it? I think I have it right here. Um, it wasn't over in another country because that was Schlarb, and that wasn't that one. Yeah, he uh, was second place at the Chattanooga 100-mile. Oh, yeah. Um he won, uh, 1934 took second place right behind on. Paul Terranova. Um, so he was with mileage on our Strava week, which was 115.8. Runtime was not him. It was 2807 because uh, Aaron's too fast for, for that. True. And then climbing also was Andrew Smith, 28333, followed wow. by our friend Aaron Hill. She got in 22K. Oh, good. So she's back she's from back. the coast, <laughs> and she's ready to climb and get some vert because... I'm sure she's doing the Rufa races or runs. Right. Um, so Rufa, for those that aren't aware, it's called Running Up for Air. These are the brainchild of ultra runner slash outdoorsman Jared Campbell. Yeah. Um, he's been doing it in Salt Lake for a few years now. Six years. And this year it's going to have one in Ogden. And mm-hmm. last year they had one in Colorado. They'll probably be going back to that as well. Right. Um, but it's just a vert day, right? Yes. Different distances. So check them out. I think Salt Lake sold out. Um, I think yep. there's spots still for Ogden. I was telling Joe, Joe Grant yeah. uh, just registered to, uh, I'm going to see if I'll fucking lap him. <laughs> I think he saw my name on the six hour, so he might have went with 12. 12, just to avoid you. Yeah, he's yeah. like, man, I don't want any competition up front because yeah. Eric will push the pace. Right. Uh, I know he's going to sled downhill. Uh-huh. I don't know if I can keep up with him sledding. So <laughs> um, should be fun. I'm going to be up there just huffing and puffing away, um, hopefully in shorts. So uh, if you're in the area register and uh we might be talking to those cats in the future here pretty soon so check it out and then we'll jump over to the woody footies the woody footies had some good ones this this week and for those that hadn't looked most of them were white unfortunately lots of snow for the runners lots and lots of snow Mm -hmm. pictures some ice photos right there was some really good ones though 
This week's winner is coming from Zion National Park. Ooh, I was going to pick that one. Mark Davis yes. doing the Zion Traverse. I like that um, one. I'm going to be doing that in April. I'm looking forward to doing, getting back out to the Traverse again. Um, but yeah, Mark Davis, go ahead and message me at manners at trailmanners.com, and we will go ahead and get out your limited edition, super rare, almost gone, Woody Footy hats. Um, again, thanks for everybody that did that. Keep keep checking those in. Um, we got like three more weeks of that, I think. If people if they claim their hats, then yes. But if people don't claim them, they just keep going until they're gone. Right. Right. All right. So let's do some ask trail manners. We have uh, two questions this week. All right. Um, we got one from Oregon and one from the Great Lakes. So a couple different locations. So here's here's uh, Oregon. This is Alex from Eugene. Okay. Um, from Volkswagen Bus Central <laughs> slash Prefontaine Haven. Mm-hmm. Hey, fellas. So I'm trying to figure out my race calendar for 2019. Gotcha. And with the cost of these things, I need to get it right. Mm. Besides the obvious, distance, date, etc., what do you look for in a race? Are there things I should stay away from or lean towards? So basically, it sounds like Alex is looking for what do you look for in a race? So mm-hmm. besides a distance, location, date, like what kind of, I don't know, maybe, I don't say swag, but what kind of race experience are you looking for? Right. right? Hmm. And I think Joel and I have run quite a few races to have a pretty decent idea of what we like. Right. Um, for me, one of the things I like is a great start finish. Yes. Because in trail running, that's kind of where the party happens. It is. Um, I love watching people come across the finish line. Um, I love, you know, having people there when I cross the finish line. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, just just a nice positive vibe. And one that comes to mind all the time because it's local, and I apologize, is Buffalo Run. Yes. Um, it's a loop course on some of them. It's start finish for all of them. And it's just a fun time to hang out if the weather's nice. <laughs> right? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, but it's just a fun, you know, where they have some chow, they got some beer. Right. But it's just a nice open area with a tent. You can bring your own tent and just hang out. It's easy to walk from your car to the start finish. Yeah, which too. is nice. I really like that. Yeah, so shuttle races are tough for me. I tend to avoid those. Yeah, they're tough because you got to wake up extra early. You yeah, gotta plan ahead a little bit more. Right. Because you don't have your car access to leave stuff. Yeah. Um, I think a great start finish. Besides the location, mm-hmm. besides the views, I don't do a race for the shirt. Nope. I usually don't know what they look like anyway. Hat, nope. um, buckle. I don't do it for nope. those things. I do it for the experience. Right. Right. So, so course, the course is big for me. Yeah, I mean that's that's a key. So give an example of a course that you would lean towards and one you would stay away from. Um, I, I'm I'm fine with out and back. I okay. like that. Okay. I like loop. I don't think I like multiple loops. Yeah. That, that's a head thing, though. That's, yeah. a, that's a mental. I'm not I'm against those. Um, lollipops, any of those things where you're coming back to the same area where you, where you started, I like those. The shuttle ones, mm, they're tough. But I will do one of those races if they have a good finish area. Yeah. So an example of that would be Scout Mountain Ultras. Okay. Great finish area. And also start, if you do the 50-miler, I think they start you there. Yeah. But if you do a shorter distance, they have to shuttle you. That's a great start finish. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would lean to. As far as like a course that I would not want to run. Sand. Sorry, that was me. I would have to, <laughs> to a point though. Yeah. Like Monument Valley has a lot of sand yeah. in it. But 
it's worth it. It's a one-time course, you think? I would go back and do it again. Would 50K, you? 50K, yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um, that Antelope Canyon one, even though I've never run it, I've heard it has too much sand. Okay. I haven't run it, but I've heard the same thing. So I think I, I would avoid that one. Um, if it's got a lot of pavement, Ugh. I'm going to I'm going to avoid that. I look at, so I was just looking at a race last week, mm-hmm. and it had it it said the percentage of trail mm-hmm. right. So it said X amount single track, but it had like 75 percent double track dirt road, and I was like, I'm out. I don't like that. Yeah, I like because you never know than, what you're gonna get, and I like that. it better than pavement. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but sometimes I look at that and saying, "Well, is there gonna be cars on there? Is there gonna be four wheelers on there?" Right. And I'm just—is it rutted? Yeah. It's a really, really rocky. And I know it's hard to get like 100% single track. I'm not naive to that, but right. if you're above 70% single track, the chances of me registering for that are very high. Yes. Um, like here's an example, Squaw Peak. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's more road in that than I like, and it's because oh, of where it's located. Yeah. Right. So they've got a the middle section like 25. Yeah. They got like three miles or so. They got like um three, three six eight almost nine miles of road in that yeah. course. I think a somewhere, lot. somewhere and in the, area. And the finish of that one, I keep I've said it on the oh, show before, great. where you come out of the trees before yeah. you jump on the road, uh-huh. that should be the finish line. That would be nice, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's just finished that road so make windy it a, trail. Like a 47 or 48 mile race. Again, yeah. I think it's you're stuck on the 50, so that's mm-hmm. where you're going, or find three miles in that huge, beautiful backcountry yeah. somewhere, right? But then again, you just have to shuttle people. Yeah. That just be, down the hill, like right? a few miles. That wouldn't be too bad. Right. Or they can just walk back to their car. <laughs> three miles downhill. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't like pavement. I, I mean, I prefer single track most of the way. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's something I look for. Right. Um, Joel was talking about start finish. Um, Beaverhead does a great job of that. They do. Um, yeah. The shuttle there is. I mean, you gotta suck it up. For yeah. The course. The course is what you're after on that one. Yeah. They do a great job. And the of finish shuttling. is legit. Yeah. Um, also, putts has a great start finish. Yeah, I, um, I haven't been up there, but that's the rumor. That little cabin, plus uh-huh. all the play. I mean, you're everybody's there, mm-hmm. right? So I really like that after a race. Right. The Caraloco's got the iconic uh, start finish. Yeah, right. And it's pretty, especially on the 50K. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I think some of that, I mean, I don't look at necessarily the swag, yeah. even the food. It's it's the course. Yeah, the food. Uh, food's nice if, if it's an ultra. Because it's, it's nice to come to the finish and have something to eat. If you... Yes and no. If you feel like eating. Exactly. Yeah. Because we've I, had both. Yeah. We've come to a finish starving and got sick. Right? We yeah, couldn't we're eat. Yeah, like, this baked potato looks kind of good, but I'm going to barf but, right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so food, I think, is one. You know, a lot of it's experience. So if you're looking for a race and you have a running partner that's going to do one, sometimes it's fun to go with somebody you know. Yeah. Um, and with social media the way it is, you can always chime out there and ask the questions online if you're looking at a race. Right. And you're going to get both sides, so you got to take that with a grain of salt. But yeah. a lot of it depends on what you like, because we know people that would prefer a flat, long course over right. a hilly something. But for me, it's it's start finish, and then I look for as much single track as possible. Yeah, course design's always nice too. Yeah. yeah. And one of my favorites, I'll still say, the favorite style, of course, is the Red Mountain 50K course down there. That was cool. So right. on this, if you're not familiar with it, you start and you run out to your aid station. Yes. From that aid station, there's three different loops. Right. And you come back to the same aid station, and they're different loops. So right. it's I really think that is such a cool way to do it. Because you have one drop bag. Yep. And you come in and out of that same aid station, but yep. you're doing three different loops back to it. Each loop is very different. different. Yeah, it's awesome. So I, I really, I would love to put a race on like that if mm-hmm. I, f- I had a place for it because I just, 
far as a rate run race director, pretty easy. Yeah. Considering. Yep. One one aid station. Boom. We're done. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll mark that loop. You mark that loop. You right. mark that loop. We're done. Yep. Um, so I think that's another one. So I think a lot of it is like Joel said. It's a course. If you see ones that force a course, mm, you yeah. can you can kind of see those online. Right. Um, those I'm not a fan of. Um, There's like multiple out and backs. They're trying to get the mileage in. Yeah. Fit, you yeah. know, 50 mile or 25 or something like that. Yeah, those are bad ones. So yeah, those aren't usually good. So I hope I hope that helps. Um, I don't know about stay away from. I think again that's kind of your personal preference. Right. I mean. The, there's I'm going to stay away from some races that have a, a race director I don't like. Yep. And there's some out there. Yep. Or people that aren't. And I, I've said this: if the race director's not a runner, you got to yeah. you got to really tread with caution. Yep. Because it could be a different experience than mm-hmm. you're used to. Right. And then what was the last one I was thinking of? Um, I'm gonna I'll probably remember it in a minute, but I, I can't remember it. But stay away from. Yeah, I don't have it. It's gone. <laughs> it left me. Um, but yeah, I hope that helps. Really um, expensive races. I stay away from those yeah, too. <laughs> no kidding. Some, and you can tell. I mean, you, if you're not sure either, like if you're looking at a 50K and you can check out it's other 50Ks. Like $200. Yeah, you can yeah. check out other 50Ks to kind of see the price. I think that's at. a good indicator, right? I mean, if you're running a 50K that costs 200 bucks, I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you're like, well, why am I paying this money? And that's to, and I, to run this. And I think one of the things we talk about is that old skill mom and pop small town feel, mm-hmm. like a Vaquero, still like a Buffalo Run. Those yeah. type of races are just seem to be funner, more community involvement, right. smaller towns. Sometimes you get more of the town involved. Right. But and then destination, you know, yeah. where you want to go, I think is big too. So hope that helps. That's a that's a tough one because that's such a personal preference one. Um, good beer. I think that's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is, hello, Trail Manners. I'm getting a new GPS watch for the holidays and wanted to see if you guys recommend a heart rate monitor. Oh. Some have them and some don't. Um, there, um, oh, some are in the watch mm-hmm. and some have an attachment. Right. Are they worth it? Are they accurate? What is the advantage of using your heart rate to train or run? Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Tate from the Great Lakes. So Tate. Basically, what Tate's saying is, hey, I'm looking to get a GPS watch to run. Yeah. You have ones with heart rate monitor, ones without. Mm-hmm. What's what gives? Right. Is it worth it? Yeah. What are the advantages? Man. Hmm. So here's my here's my thing. I'm going to tell you flat out, no holds barred. <laughs> I've got one yeah. with a heart rate monitor on the wrist. I got the Spartan Sunto watch, right? Sunto Spartan watch. Right, right. The blue one. Yes. It's got a heart rate monitor built in it for yes. my I don't even care about it. It's not even part of the face. <laughs> you don't even look at it. I do don't. You? you don't look at that data after you download it. And yeah. I'm gonna tell you why. I know there's people out there that are hardcore heart rate monitors and you get coaches right. they'll train you to stay in heart rate zones. Oh, yeah, right? For sure, right? So I, I'm not saying I'm against heart rate I'm not, but I don't wanna know mine. It causes me great anxiety. It does. Light. And I don't know how accurate all of them are. I think there's a 20% variability in them. Yeah, and I don't it shows for the ones on the wrist, the one around the chest. Yeah, that's pretty pretty, pretty accurate. Legit. Yeah. See, and I just don't want to know. So here's here's an example. I'm looking. My daughter wants a Fitbit for Christmas, yeah. right? So there's a new Fitbit that came out, and I was researching it because that's what I do, and it had really bad ratings. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading it. One guy's thing. He said, "Hey, don't buy this." The heart rate sucks. I actually went to the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack right. because of his Fitbit. They checked him in. They did it, and they're like, you're fine, dude. 
uh-huh. because this thing was so off. He was getting nervous because his, yeah. his, his heart rate was like way ridiculous. Um, so I don't, as far as accuracy goes, you're going to have to research that more. I wouldn't, Joel has some good advice there. Yeah. I do not use a heart rate monitor. I have no desire to use a heart rate monitor. And I think a lot of it is what you want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like if you want a GPS watch for mileage and elevation and yeah. time, don't worry about it. See, there's plenty of out in the market that will fit that right there. And if you don't use one and it doesn't sound like you do because you're looking for one, then why do you want a heart rate? I think it's because you want to start implementing that in your training yeah and right? so if you do then yeah get a heart rate one yeah, but if for it's sure. not something but if you're going to get the heart rate one get the one with the chest strap yeah do that just if you want the accuracy if you want to be really accurate go with that yeah they're just, getting better with the wrist one but i think i wear mine so loose sometimes yeah. i don't get a good reading yeah i don't either and then i can see the little lights on the back yeah making light things uh-huh. and i'm like freaks me out sometimes yeah especially if you're in the dark and yeah. you're getting that disco show on your wrist yeah i'm like what yeah. is going on alien landing on me but mm-hmm. uh but yeah, I, I just uh, I understand the reasoning for a heart rate monitor to train absolutely, but I will probably I don't feel I will ever use one. No. Or if I ever did hire a coach and they said we do heart rate, I'm like I'm out. We have to. I'm out. I'm yeah. done. I'm I not just, doing this. And it's more to track. It's more, yeah. you know, just more numbers. Right. Everything else. And then again, sometimes you'll get caught up in that and then mm. lose the reason why you run sometimes. Right. So, and I know there's a lot, like I said, there's people that live and die by it and I'm yep. not downplaying it. It's just not my style. Oh, I know. I'm never going to be in a position where I'm going to think, man, I got to speed up or slow down because my heart rate. Yeah. My speed up or slow down is breathing. If I can't breathe, I'm slowing down. If yeah. I'm breathing good, I can speed up, right? Exactly. I figure, you know, <laughs> if I don't have air, I'm going to pass out quicker than if my heart kicks me. That's a pretty reliable way to train. Yeah. You know, it's like In my opinion. The red line. I think people call it your red line, and I can tell. Because some people say an easy pace where you can have a conversation. Yeah, zone one. Yeah, whatever. Um, I just go according to breathing. Mm-hmm. If I can't get oxygen, I stop or I slow down. Right. <laughs> if oxygen's not an issue, I just keep going. That's right. That's how I feel. So it's a pretty reliable method I have. Um, it's worked really well for me. And it's um, a lot cheaper. It is. <laughs> and it's less stuff I have to deal with. Oh, I know. You know, when I download my watch, I don't look. And and, and besides that, I'm not a, a healthy guy. I'm not into health that much. I don't even know what my <laughs> heart rate should be. Right? It's like, what's your heart rate? I'm like, mm, it's beaten. It's I'm, I'm yeah, looking right at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. And that's that's a that's a chintzy way, but that's that's the truth. And if you're gonna get a heart rate monitor, I do your homework. You know, as far as why you're gonna use it and how you need yeah. to track yourself, because that's a whole different thing. I think once it's an extra it. cost. What do you think it is? An extra fifty bucks or something? Something like that. like that. When you when you get it around the chest, or you can get the ones that you can like get it and you can mm. always upgrade to the chest strap yeah. later if you truly want yeah, that's to, a good way to go maybe um, to make sure you like the watch first because right. um, really that's what really it's most of the watches they're all about the same now yeah they are yeah I mean, it's just it's kind of a style issue more than anything else and i think a lot of it too i, I read a lot of people it's about what uh, software you like Move count, Garmin Connect. Oh. You know what I mean? Some people like, oh, it doesn't download here, doesn't yeah, do this here. As long as it goes to Strava, that's all I mine, care about. Mine, mine works, Sunto. Yeah. Mine, I've never had a problem with it. And then mm-hmm. the next thing, the biggest one I think people are looking at, honestly, is just the battery life. That's mm-hmm. the one that people are. Yeah, that are, really should be your, like, number one. Is if if you're into, like, the 50K and above, mm-hmm. battery life. If you're under 50K, that you may not get be an issue. Not, you can get away with even an Apple Watch at that point. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah that's a good point. And, some, and now the new ones, um, I only have three, but the four will, like, 
call for help when you fall down. <laughs> yep. So, Which could be bad if you're out trail running. Or if you're out drinking with your buddies. <laughs> all good points. <laughs> you don't want to be having a party and have the cops show up because yeah, exactly. one guy passes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've all been there. Um, yeah, so I think a lot of it's what you want to do. I mean, when I look at a watch, honestly, I look at battery for me. Yeah. Because all I really want is distance, elevation, and right. time. That's it. You're going to have to drop some coin for that one. Yeah, and but I want battery life. And I know a lot of people now will have like a solar charger they carry with them, oh, some, oh, yeah. something to help battery life for 100 miles or one of those extra battery packs. Yeah. Again, not my my style. I think this year my – More stuff to worry about. I think this year my watch ran out at Twisted Fork. Mm-hmm. It ran out at Beaverhead mm-hmm. and one other place this year I ran. And you didn't give a rat's ass. I still finished. Yeah, exactly. I still <laughs> finished. <laughs> the only problem is yeah. I didn't know how far till I was going to finish, and that oh, pissed me off twice. That, that Twisted Fork was uh, <laughs> that was touch and go there for a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, swear to God, I should be there. Yes, right. I know my and my watch is just uh, okay. Watchmakers. If my watch is dead, why does it tell me to plug it in? That's right. If you have energy to tell me to plug it in, it should be telling me what the hell I'm doing. Because <laughs> that that watch telling me plug it in lasted uh, for like an hour. Easily. An so hour. give me 30 more minutes of knowing where I'm at if that's that the case. That would be helpful. So I don't know if the watchmakers are out there, but I don't listening. want it. If it says plug it in, I'm in the woods. It ain't going to happen, bro. Yeah, that's right. So why do I need it? <laughs> God. That, that was infuriating. That was my rant. I had to get off because I missed it last year. Um, I think that's all we have for today um, with the Trail Manners podcast on the single track session number 117. I'm going to throw this out there. We don't do it often. I hate to do it, but we do have a donate button on our homepage on our website at trailmanners.com. If you want to donate any money, it's that time of year. Some people are looking to unload some money for work. You know, they got to hide their money, whatever yes. you need to do. We can wonder that We can you. do that pretty well, especially if you want ones. Um, but yeah, there's that donate button. I know some of you are out there going, I don't know where to give this money. My mm-hmm. company needs to give it away. My right. personal business needs to give it away. Gotcha. We will help you. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you now, we will, we will help you out because that helps. And then lastly, we haven't talked about this for a while, but if you like our show, if you don't like it, don't worry about this next part. If you <laughs> like our show, uh, head on over to iTunes and give us a review. Um, or even on Facebook. Um, just kind of helps us out a little bit. If you don't like our show, you can fast forward to the end. You um, can suck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go buy a heart rate monitor watch as right. um, far as I'm concerned. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we'd love to love to hear from you. Keep asking your trail manners questions. P- please head over to Path Projects and uh, check them out. Member pathprojects.com backslash trail manners. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Hope everybody stays safe and tune in next Tuesday. This is like the show of the year, mm. the Christmas show. You never know what we're going to be letting you know you should get. And at the very end, if you listen closely, mm-hmm. we'll let you know what we want. True. Again, for those people that have that extra money around the holidays, mm-hmm. you don't have a big family to spend it on. Or maybe you just won the lottery. Yeah. Remember, me and Joel are like family. Yes. You, you, we're with you a lot. Mm-hmm. In your ear, we're like family. So uh, that's a fun one to listen to. And we're also going to have a contest for some giveaway stuff on that show. Uh, I know there's going to be a race entry involved for one of the, for one of the oh, races. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have a race entry involved and a couple products we're going to be giving away as well. So don't don't forget to listen to that. And don't be like the uh, Santa from a few weeks ago. <laughs> Let Make sure you buy from the list for your significant other. So, All right. I think that's it for this week. Uh, again, go check out episode 126 with Dr. Chris Heilman. Um, launched on Tuesday. And we will catch you next Tuesday for the was it third or fourth annual, one of those, Christmas show yeah. with uh, Joel and Eric. You don't want to miss that one. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week.